2: Hey, this is James Campion, the author of Shout It Out Loud, the story of Kiss's Destroyer and the making of an American icon, and you are listening to my buddies Tom and Zeus and the Shout It Out Loud cast. Rock on, boys.
1: Oh, boy. Here we go. This is James, Cena
2: from
3: that cookie down. Pressing the button, Starbreaker Simmons. Star? Cole oh, Smedley. Is that what he does? Stop shouting. He's, He's, crazy. Crazy. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh, no, here come the kiss times. Is
1: that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me an ice cold mellow yummy.
3: Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because
2: fuck? 617 525 You do! Hey,
3: fucko! Do you like Kiss? Settle down! <coughs> Hello! <laughs> What's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode. Shout out, Loudcast. Uh, episode 173. May the 4th. Be with you, <laughs> Tom. How are
1: you? Zeus, checking in with from the uh COVID center of New England. What's up, oh, buddy? I, after two, after two plus years, you finally succumbed to it.
3: I got COVID. That motherfucker, Casada. Motherfucking <laughs>
1: COVID. That's it.
2: I, COVID. I I think that's where I got it. I yep. went
3: to that concert on Saturday night, and then yesterday I'm in court, and I'm like, <laughs>
1: <coughs> what the fuck? You either got it from Casado. You got it from just going into Worcester.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Worcester, <laughs> the whole city smells of weed. It reminds me of that awesome, awesome Jamie Fox uh, stand up. Remember that one? He's like, oh, yeah. And when I went to Africa, they don't got like regular AIDS. They got like instant AIDS. You're on <laughs> top of somebody. Go <laughs> what, what the fuck Am I losing weight. <laughs> well, that other guy that's <laughs> like, I'm talking <laughs> about real AIDS, not that magic Johnson AIDS where you get fat.
2: <laughs> Jamie
3: Foxx. <laughs> oh that oh shit my is god, fucking the
1: best! Unbelievable.
3: Um, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, I'm surviving. Today, I, it was this morning. I tested positive. I was gonna go to the Bruins' last game. I Was all pumped up and fuck, motherfucker, you, you dirty mother... rat bastard. Yep. Um, but matter what, we had to get everything pushed aside. You had to leave work. Um hopefully no one's listening at your job.
1: Nobody's uh, listening. <laughs> I don't tell anybody.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who's that mysterious guy in, in cell block two? <laughs> Domino motherfucker. Kiss podcast 2022. Bitch. Um, yeah, and uh everything had to get rearranged no matter what. Rain, COVID, snow, sleet. This podcast has to get done.
1: That's right four years about whatever it is and haven't missed an episode. Oh, God. These last
3: four years of madness
1: oh. set me straight. My <gasps> attendance my attendance for this podcast is better than my
3: attendance for work. <laughs> yes. There's <laughs> nothing else. It's uh, uh, yoga, uh, <laughs> going to my uh, coaching, my youth hockey team, work, trial. Oh, fuck it. I can't miss it. The podcast. Are you fucking No, are me? you
1: crazy? That's insane. We can't miss an episode.
3: Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Tom, we always go backwards. So we did an episode last week, which before we get into this, we need to kind of go off a little bit here on uh, get off the beaten path a little bit and talk about this episode from last week. Now, we've been doing this for how long? Three, four years. It's our fourth year, right? Yeah, yeah. So we've had episodes that we know are always going to be big hitters. Like we open our years out, we do an album review. We know that's going to be a big hit. Eddie, Eddie Trunk, those two episodes always big. The episode one hundred, Kulik and 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 Chris Jericho, always big. So we have certain albums that we know, and certain episodes are going to be fucking top of the charts for us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Then yeah. we find an uh, episode to talk about Paul Stanley and, uh, <laughs> and a Pieces mustache girlfriend. And it's the number one episode we've ever had in like six, in not even seven days, in five days. It's blown everything away. It literally like defies
1: logic. Like the episode is, as of this recording, it's five days old. It is the most
3: downloaded episode <laughs> We've ever had it. It's 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 insane. It is insane, and it's not one of those. Oh, Chris retweeted and he's got three million followers. No, there's nothing like that. Who the fuck retweeted this? Like I said, Carmine a Apice's mustache. Exactly. This just fucking is taken off. It, it's incredible. Yep. The number one downloaded episode in like five days.
1: It's it's yeah. It's insane. It's bizarre.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we're really excited. And as always, we, uh, we uh, owe it to you guys. Again, absolutely, nobody big shot retweeted this. This is you guys talking about it, commenting on it, putting it on social media. It's you guys that are really pushing us higher and higher. And that's why we get to say we don't say it all the time, but we get to say it. And it's true because it's factual the number one kiss podcast this week even proved it even more. It's not, it's, it's a fact. So these two idiots right here from Boston have got the number one kiss podcast. And we're in season four. Wait, there's two idiots from Boston.
1: Where's the other Murph's not on,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you're right. No. And it's funny. You bring that up as a segue to thank all the listeners is, you know, we always talk about comments and stuff, but the people that the people that share it and retweet it and and keep the discussion going and comment like, you know, an episode like this, we had fun with it. We knew you guys would have fun with it. But to think that in, in literally less than one week, I mean, by the time you hear it, it might be a week, but it, it, it's just it's stunning what you guys have done. And we can't thank you enough. You guys are the best. You are the number one kiss podcast fans for the number one kiss podcast put it that way
3: yes and the other part to this is we had our beer social on patreon and we'll oh. get to that stuff oh yes we will and amongst the thing that we talked about with a lot of the guys and we'll get into more detail when we talk about patreon later is that you guys really like the feedback and that you feel you're yeah. part of the show well this is you guys, like so. The fact that we're saying the number one kiss podcast, this is because of you guys. I'm certainly not downloading all these fucking things on going around every neighbor I know. Hey, give me your phone. Download a hundred fucking two hundred episodes and shout out loudcast. Yep, it's you guys doing it, mm-hmm. and that means that you guys get our sick warp sense of fucking humor. And you like kiss? Do you like kiss? Tom? <laughs> the people, te- te- the the people. Like our buddy
1: Jim Riley, speaking of Patreon, going to see Ace, taking a picture of himself, wearing a (laughs) shout out loud catcher, holding a filet of fish box. I mean, what other fandom can claim that? It's amazing. We love those guys, especially we love Jim's one of the best. I mean, he's always been one of the best, but it's that kind of stuff. It's a community. It's like it's literally
3: like the whack pack on Stern. Yes, it is. And I think at some point we're going to have to fucking cut the group down because it's getting fucking too big. It's <laughs> yeah. like too many of you guys. And there's like too many segments and there's too many theme songs. And there's too much fucking editing. It's crazy.
1: Guys. It's crazy.
3: You know, the other part I like Tom is when people are like, what the fuck is fountain cola? When oh, like, yeah. our fans and our listeners get in on the kiss topics, they're like, what yep. the fuck is, a, why does Ace need a couple slices?
1: Yeah, what does that mean? A slice of what? Like, and then and then are like, you got to
3: listen. You got to listen and learn. That's right. Yep. Well, anyway, let's go back to this epic, historic episode and talk about the pretty simple and easy poll, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know, Paul Stanley versus the radio chick, Leslie Gold. We had a little fun with this one. Uh, we want to know who you think was Right quote unquote, during the interview. Was it Paul? Was it the radio chick? Was it neither? Or was it Carmine's mustache? 49% of the vote said Paul was right. 25% said that neither was
3: right. Carmine's mustache got more votes than the radio chick. How much did Carmine's mustache get? 19% of the votes. Radio chick herself 7%. 7%. God bless Carmine. I just remember getting circus magazine and there'd always be a column that he would write about drummers. I'd be like, dude, who is this fucking buffoon with a mustache and all these things. And, and he, because the, and that era now we're in the eighties and hair metal and all that yep. stuff. Like, why is this guy like nobody had mustaches? No, him, him and Tony, my the the only mustache guys yeah, and Raleigh fingers. <laughs> 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 that's about it oh and bill barker no no len barker oh len barker <laughs> come on oh. murph will know him
1: yeah i mean everybody everybody had a really good time with it um i mean it, it was a fun episode we sure as shit had fun kind of breaking down and psychoanalyzing uh paul <laughs> of course that's always a good time so a couple couple quick comments um let's see uh, our buddy kevin northern uh commented with the picture of uh paul smiling next to ross in his teeth from
2: friends (laughs) i love that
1: (laughs) that never gets old uh our good buddy steve longtime fan this is why you fuckos are the best you always bring such a varied array of subjects i have never heard of this before thank you so much for this great one uh let's see uncle paulie oh snap i think this episode just created another character from the show Give it up for Stuart Stanley. And he posts the gif of Stuart Smalley. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And on it. People like me. And then Daryl Albert. Oh, my goodness. Stepping up to the plate with some expert photoshopping. He says Tom's diagnosis <laughs> is in. He takes the movie poster from American Psycho and puts Paul's face where Christian Bale's face is. I didn't call him a psycho. I called him a sociopath. Two big differences. Look it up um let's see our buddy wally vidal cabeza de gato we'll get to him later great episode guys the twitter commentary at the end cracked me up when zeus said raise your hand if you like indoor plumbing (laughs) oh my goodness uh geez It, it was it was so good oh sv puga chimes in and says this chick looks like nina hartley oh talking about Le- the radio
3: chick leslie gold
2: Ooh.
3: yeah nina hartley probably was decent younger but I- any porn of nina hartley's all of her like looking like a grandmother oh like, it's, it's it's like porn. like yeah. trap on like banging other fat chicks that's not like good. old fat chicks
1: yeah that that's that's like ugly gilf porn yeah like, likes that i mean, like, i know i know sunny likes the gilf porn but yeah nice. like
3: like violently banging strap
2: on <laughs>
3: old <laughs> fucking.
2: Oh, oh. Do-
1: Do- <laughs> Dr. Van Halen, MD. I am not even a Paul guy, and I almost think he went easy on her. An utterly unprofessional and disrespectful interview. Does she go home <laughs> and tell Carmine <laughs> that King Cobra should be in the <laughs> Hall of Fame? <laughs> Baseball and death. Great interview. I love Paul's smug answers myself, but the best part was Tom and Zeus in the outtakes. In the end, I hate that this is fifty shit so much. (laughs) This is fifty. Look at my picture. Uh, and then our buddy Nige. I got a wonderful
3: muffle muffin.
1: (laughs) Nige said, "Raise your hand if you like indoor plumbing." A lot of people like that one. Oh, our buddy Scott. I'm a I'm about a hundred episodes in. I find out Tom was president of a French club. And now he's a trained psychologist. What other secrets are you harboring? Uh, I'm not a trained psychologist, but you know, you should see you should see when I put on both hats and I do my psychology in French. Ooh, wee wee. Oui, oui. uh, Mark Frazier. I just listened to the interview. Paul, Paul blistered her ass. Looking forward to listening to this podcast. Um, yeah, so a lot of people had a lot of
3: fun with it. That's what we got going on on Twitter. Over on the Book of Face, Tom we'll get through some of these chris lathrop you know who he is chris l pot of thunder we love chris forget the haters you won <laughs> dude we get so much like dms and shit oh, about man. like that other podcast out there yeah. and yeah. again like we have nothing personally we don't even know them we don't know them what am i saying we don't we know we don't know them at all we just I you know, I I love doing I love doing uh impressions and that's all. That's all yep. that's about.
2: Yep. Fucking
3: A. <laughs> and, and if you see the watermark on the post, then it's authenticated. It's for your enjoyment. Yeah. Well I get a meatball grinder.
1: I could sell you a special poster's got a little parmesan sauce on the side there. A I chicken, got
3: you know chicken Eric, palm. I met up with Eric and we got a poster from the Revenge at Thor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are we doing? Kevin Jepson. I still can't believe how vicious Paul was. I think Tom said, silent assassin. Indeed. Over on Loudcasters, Brian Foudy. Fantastic episode, guys. I couldn't agree more with Tom about his assessment. Paul is my least favorite member because of his personal traits. I bet it's exhausting. Being in a relationship with him, not only does he and his sister look similar, they're both mentally similar too, Ooh. just more manic. Yikes! Yikes! Stevie Flythe final score two. We love Stevie yeah. in his podcast on the Fleith. uh Glad you guys pick up on Paul saying what I want, what I am mm. not wanting. So obvious, he's making all the decisions.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Kelly Jim Blair, outstanding episode. Enjoyed immensely. Would love to get Tom's assessment on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial. Seriously, both interesting and funny beyond words. I understand that the Radio Chick's Winnebago on the lake is positioned right next to the storage shed for Chris and Cusano landscaping.
1: <laughs> By the way, Amber Heard is a psycho, and I kind of feel bad for Johnny Depp in that whole case. Dude,
3: she took a shit on
1: his bed. Yeah, she, she's she's not she's fucking whacked. Yeah.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I'm not too keen about women and shitting. Ooh. Yeah, I I remembered you remember the the shows on VH1 all I like how you said you're not too keen <laughs> yeah. on women and shit. I'm not, I'm like not a, keen at all. Not like, it, not like it's repulsive. It's like I'm not too keen on that. Like you <laughs> frankly, I'm like not it. frankly, I'm not too fond of this next thing. <laughs> exactly. the girl's gonna take a shit on the bed. Um, I remembered. When the first time I watched those 90s VH1 kind of shit and yeah. Jericho was on yeah. and he was talking about that famous photo. I'm like, oh, my God, they have wrestlers on. That's yeah. when Chris was starting to kind of get out there. Yeah. yeah. And he was talking about what's the chick from uh, MTV, Jenny McCarthy, in that clip of her on the toilet. Like, like, uh, oh, clip. yeah. And he's like, what the fuck was that? Do you remember that? Yes.
1: That was so disappointing because I had, I loved Jenny McCarthy. Like, she went crazy.
3: Yeah. And like, what are you doing? Like doing a photo of like you taking a shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then I remember I was telling you the other day about uh uh Bill Maher's show the, yeah. the, the pot, the podcast. So his first episode, he has William Shatner on there. Okay. And they bring it up. It's like, yeah, that's, that's the place I won't go. Shit in sex you know oh. you're, you're on your period that's fine oh jesus, jesus
2: and then they were telling
3: the story about ava gardner you know ava gardner is the of, of legendary course. legendary siren goddess of gorgeous oh yeah 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 oh, married frank sinatra yep <laughs> he was telling the story that sometimes she'd get drunk in the middle of a hotel like all glammed up she would just sit in the middle of the lobby and take a shit. <laughs> How did we get into this, by the way? I'm trying to figure out how we curved into the fucking story. I'm like, (laughs) what what kind of a surreal story is like, you know, Ava Gardner Now, are you ever going to think of her the same? No, thanks for ruining that. (laughs) Yeah. Her hiking up her ballroom gown from the Oscars and taking shit on the floor. Just just squatting on
1: some gold plated coffee table in the freaking lobby of some five star luxury
3: hotel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where what, what that room he goes and fucking shat is telling this story he's like well you know that she used to do that but like, he's like what why do you know
2: that <laughs>
3: <laughs> women Ugh. in shitting should never be like if i want to like not be attracted to somebody i just picture her taking a shit like no no
1: this is what you uncover when you listen to this show
3: yeah, yes so, anyways back to music talk Yeah, Uh,
1: So far, if anybody's still listening We just covered women shitting in guilt porn, so thank you for tuning in if you're a new Listener. We will
3: get to KISS talk Soon. Yes. Uh, Justin Steele. Interesting episode It's obvious that Paul has no idea where the high Road is. Nice Mm. He is just so sensitive At the Short Hills art Showing around this time, he refused To sign an album. He said He was only signing artwork If you brought it. What a douche Wow (laughs) The Bill O'Reilly rant at the end <laughs> was gold. And, th- and that's the memo. Yeah. Back of the book segment. He would have Martha McCallum or Laurie do on that mm-hmm. fucking quiz thing. He would do at the end. Yep. And then he would like smoke show. And then you have like Steve Doocy on the <laughs> other. And he would be an asshole to Doocy. Remember, like, oh, come on, Doocy. <laughs> he called everybody by their last name. Oh, Doocy. <laughs> And the poor guy would always win in the hot chicks. He'd be like, oh, well, hold on. Give her a chance, Ducey. <laughs> Give her a chance. Let her take her top off. Let's see what happens. Yeah.
2: Keep going. Keep
3: going. Yeah. In the back, <laughs> weekends with Bernie and Jane. Remember that poor lady? Oh. <laughs> Remember that poor lady that would get fucking oh. abused by him? Oh. Brutalized. <laughs> 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 poor Bernie would be like. Oh, Jesus Christ, Bill. <laughs> Fucking calm down on this poor lady. Stop. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. It's the COVID. It's the COVID. Over. You got COVID uh, brain. It's okay. Yeah, I'm all over the place. So I apologize, guys. Anyways, um, our buddy Joe Decker. All right. Yeah, I have fusion tech. <laughs> I have no words. Tom, you are absolutely correct in your assessment. Holy shit. Now let's move over to YouTube. Uh-oh. YouTube. Here we go. Mark Stewart. Oh my god, Tom, when you suggested that Paul was a social path, social path. Yeah. He wrote it as social path, two words. That too. Okay. However you pronounce it, I was laughing so hard that I had to rewind the show twice. I kept missing the reason you felt this way due to the laughter. Oh, you geez. guys had me rolling. Thanks guys Mate. for another Saturday filled with laughter. Awesome. Mark, You're the best. Thank That's you. That's great. Yep. Yeah. And then Brad Beard said, if you remember Peter's book, he said, Paul can cut your throat. and You won't even know until he's out of the room.
1: That is such a great line. That is such a great line. Yep.
3: I remember that. Yeah. John, be good. Love your breakdown on this classic train wreck interview. I have to side with Paul on this one because she opens the interview with negative comment about how she feels that his band doesn't belong in the rock and roll hall of fame. I do, however, believe that no matter how unbothered Paul seems during the interview, it definitely was a topic for at least two of his own therapy sessions. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Marty White, I remember that interview. It was a tough date. at the station, I know, because I had a side job as an engineer on the program. Oh God. We were so pissed at Radio Check for attacks on Paul. As it turned out, there was tension before the show. Radio chick was especially bitter because Paul hadn't paid Carmine royalties for oh, his no. work on his 78 album in many years. She was tired of slumming in a Winnebago while Paul lived in a mansion. <laughs> he could tear down willy-nilly. Carmine spent the last of their money buying a piece of Paul's carpet <laughs> that he intended to sell to a meatball sub-loving collector for oh. double what he paid for it. <laughs> the trouble was Carmine forget to make the sale, so Carmine had to borrow some of Vinny's box set money, but there was none left since Vinny had already spent it on pantsuits and Tupperware for his dogs. And now you also know why Vinny never came through with the second box that he promised in Atlanta a few years back. The money just went there. Wow. Mr. Antonio 2005. Leslie, the radio chick, reminds me of the character Spider from the movie Goodfellas who spoke up to defend himself. And then we all know how that ended. Now I got to go get the papers. Get the papers. I love that. Our buddy... Montreal voots. Kudos, guys. Another shout-out loud cast deep cut into Paul's psyche. It seems Leslie Chick underestimated Paul's ability to handle her insults with a calm, precise, and persistent counterfire that once triggered was intended to inflict massive damage. Tom said it right via cold assassin. Then again, maybe she thought that Carmine represented the typical rocker. Wondered if she tried to see if he could find a way out of the room, even after some banging. Still Mm -hmm. hard to believe that Paul didn't know what was likely to occur during the interview. Considering her background and reputation, perhaps he knew that this would easily create some publicity for his art masterpieces, and he just ready himself to rip into her. Excellent show. Mm, Nice. Tom, over to you, buddy. All right, let's blow through a couple of uh, emails here. Our
1: buddy Mike H., who we met on our Patreon. We wow. met a bunch of them for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But he, he sends a, a nice uh, email here. Uh, the title of it is Radio Dick. <laughs> and he has four bullet points. Number one, the reason more of the paintings on the cruise were less abstract and more band members or real life is Paul knowing the audience. Paintings of Kiss members would have a higher chance of selling than a painting of a smeared orange ball. Just my opinion. Number two, lakefront Winnebago's aren't cheap. Not sure what Paul's goal was there. Number three, dude needs therapy in a big way. Number four, he loves to tell people he has never seen Family Jewels. That is a great point. He loves to pretend that he knows nothing about Gene's offstage life. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I'm not jealous. I've never even seen it. I, yeah, why never would was, I care to see it? Never, I just never saw that show before.
1: I yeah. know what he's like. Um, our buddy Craig Moran sends us a great, nice, long uh, email here. Great episode, as always. Having always listened to New York City rock radio, I am surprised. I missed this. Pure radio gold. Normally, I would totally bag on Paul for his behavior. However, she totally deserved it. Cool and calculated throughout the entire interview. I might be off on my timeline because I don't know if he's had more than one showing at that gallery in Short Hills, New Jersey. But there's a good chance this interview was a day or two before the meeting Eddie Trunk talks about where his relationship with Paul ended. If so, between that New Jersey gallery viewing and this interview, what a curious moment in time this must have been for Paul. Uh, And then he goes on and talks about some of the uh, song selections and stuff like that. Some other stuff we love hearing from Craig. Uh, Then he says, thanks for the entertainment. Have a great week. Thank you, Craig. You are the man. Uh, let's see. Daniel LeBlanc chimes in here. Love your interview breakdowns. I had never heard this one, so thanks for including the interview portion along with your analysis. The Twitter bit at the end was hilarious. Raise your hand if you like indoor plumbing. Like Zeus got one. Zeus got a lot of kudos for that one. Thanks for the work involved in putting out the best Kiss podcast. Saturdays are the one day I enjoy waking up early to see what you guys have in store. Take care and all that, Daniel LeBlanc. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Uh we got a nice Facebook DM. We love seeing these. This is from Craig Gardner on Facebook. New to your pod, fucking awesome. Love the Ooh. Stanley roasts. I bought Alive in 75 when I was 12. Anyway, I'm old as dirt. <laughs> saw them <laughs> on, saw them on the Rock and Roll Over tour for the first time in Syracuse. I am a true kiss nerd and love your cast. Keep it going. Yeah, Craig Gardner. Those are some of our favorite messages. Yep. Thank you. We finish up feedback with an email from Brian Peterkin. Hey, Tom and Zeus. I've been a frequent listener, but this is my first time writing an email to you guys. I really do enjoy all the great ideas for episodes, such as interviews and new ideas on each Kiss March Madness. I have to say I really do admire how both of you are straight shooters, no BS, especially in regards to the members of our favorite band. In episode 172, which I never heard the interview before, so thank you. You could tell Paul was short in his responses with the radio chick. I always like how quick-witted Paul is, and this interview was no exception. The silent assassin that Mr. Stanley referred to by Tom was in full defensive mode. She definitely deserved all the comments Paul threw her way. It really wasn't the greatest way to begin an interview, but man, was it funny. I also have to comment on how much I enjoyed episode 171 with Jericho and PJ Farley. It was literally like me sitting around my buddies drinking beer and discussing all things KISS Brought back memories, and I sure miss those days. Thank you, Tom and Zeus, for putting together such a great show. I look forward to future episodes. Brian Peterkin. Brian, fantastic email. We love hearing from guys writing to us for the first time. Thank you for that, Brian. And you are our comment of the week.
3: Woohoo! Awesome job, Brian. Thank you. Tom, what we do next is we go and give a tip of the hat to our buddies at Patreon. Patreon is where uh people can join and get some trinkets, some souvenirs, novelties and party tricks from us and with that they support the show. Um there's a couple different tiers on how to support the show and that money goes to us doing bigger and better things with this show. And it's been a huge help since we started Patreon last year. And you guys have been amazing. Um, this week, we have a new Patreon member that we want to tip the hat to, and it's Vidal Espinosa. He joins us as another Demon Tier member. Woo! Thank you, Vidal. It's much appreciated. Uh, welcome to the family of our Patreon uh, members. And uh, we can't thank you and everyone involved in Patreon enough It's been a great, great success, and we really appreciate all your support. And if you're interested in Patreon, you can find it on our brand-new website, the link there, or you can also find it at Patreon.com or the app Patreon. Just look under Creators, shout it out loud, Cast, and you'll find us. So thank you, Patreon family. Yes, and
1: Vidal Espinoza, that is our friend on Twitter who took a selfie of him with his face painted as ace with a fillet of fish box so he gets the show and we love that and we love the fact that you just signed up on Patreon demon tier can't thank you enough and thank you to all of our amazing Patreon uh, members you guys are the best what a blast we're having right now as we speak we are in the middle of compiling all of the Patreon ARC picks and I'm going to tell you right now me personally speaking some absolutely spectacular picks. It's going to be tough to narrow this down for the poll that we're going to be sending out shortly. Um, So keep those picks coming. We're missing a few, get them in Um, some of the selections so far are really, really great. According in my opinion, Um, and Zeus hinted at it earlier at the beginning of the episode last week, we had our demon tier little beer social. And my goodness, was that an unbelievable blast um, we had a bunch of guys on there talking about Kiss, talking about the show, talking about our favorite bands, our music. People drinking, people pulling out guitars, playing music. Pulling people, out blunts. People starting the people starting the Zoom call at work, finishing the Zoom call at home. Uh, a couple of significant others we, we made visits and said hello. It was just a friggin' blast. We got to put faces to some names that we've never seen before, and my goodness. Some of these faces did not match what you thought they were going to be. It was amazing.
3: Yeah, it was a ton of fun. Uh, The conversation was fucking hilarious. Uh, Some of you guys were getting high. Some of you guys were getting drunk. Some of you guys were getting silly, silly. (laughs) And uh, we had a fucking blast. That thing went on for hours. And it was so much fun that uh, we can't wait to do it again soon. Uh, we had and the funny part was at one point we had me and Tom uh, from the Boston area. We had somebody from the south. Yep. We had somebody from England. We had somebody from Australia mm-hmm. and nobody could understand anybody anybody was fucking saying you had every accent in the book. It was friggin' hysterical trying to have people talk. I, I couldn't. I'm like, huh? What the fuck? But it was so much fun. We loved yeah. it. And those demon tier people, you guys are the best, Yep. along with everybody at Patreon. And we've got a couple new things coming up for in the future for Patreon. But right now, it's the album review crew pick. And uh, guys, if anybody's interested in Patreon, again, you can find the information right on the app. You can go to our website, go to our website, and you can click on Patreon there and find out if you're interested. Let us know. And, uh, Tom, what we do next is we go to Kiss World. What's going on there?
1: All right. So one of the big things that everybody was talking about, um, it got picked up on uh, Blabbermouth. Our buddy Eddie Trunk was talking about it, was Gene's tweet regarding Ace Fraley uh, jumping in on the tour. Uh, This was pretty interesting. So it was Ace Fraley's birthday. Uh, It was on Wednesday, uh, April 27th. And Gene tweeted out a happy birthday to Ace. And he said, The invitation still stands. Jump up on stage with us for encores. The fans would love it. Now, I don't know. I have a feeling that Paul Stanley probably pulled Gene into the office and said, The fuck are you doing? I didn't give you permission to invite him (laughs) on stage. That's ridiculous. Um, of course, all the conspiracy theories go about Eddie. Trunk was saying, yeah, hilarious how G- Ed Gene says that and thinks he's just going to hop up on stage for an encore, blah, blah, blah. People getting excited. Oh, my God, is it going to happen? Look, I love Gene. Gene's got a huge heart. He loves Ace. He probably wants him on. Gene was being emotional and probably wasn't thinking logistics. I don't know. What, what do you think of what Gene said? That's that's my opinion of it.
3: Yeah, I think that uh, Gene was throwing it out there because he believes any press is good press. Let's get some press. Good point. Uh, hey, maybe people are stupid enough to think Ace is just going to jump up there and go. Yeah, I know. Fucking Eddie Trunk is just I know he's like, oh, well, how do you think is going to happen? You don't think he's going to have to have a contract. You don't think uh, I know. You also don't think that Kiss needs to make sure that this guy can fucking do it, too. It goes both ways, buddy. But um. I think it's a good thing that he threw it out there. I like how he was specific and said encores so that if they do come on and yes, does work. It's for come on and do some encores with us.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. Another thing that kind of popped up in the news was uh, Peter Chris making a special guest appearance the week before Creatures Fest. Uh, This is going to be in at at the cutting room in New York City. He's going to be a special guest with this band called the sisters doll or sisters doll who backed him up on his last kind of outing that he was doing. That's correct. Yes. Yep. They're an Australian band uh, kind of, you know, they kind of wear costumes and some makeup kind of, I've never heard of them. I don't know much about them, uh, but there's some relationship there with Peter. So that's, that's interesting that Peter's going to make an appearance before creatures fest, uh, New York city, the cutting room. Uh, you could check that out. You could just Google that. and You'll find the information about that. A couple other things, Cynthia, Plaster caster passed away. Rest in peace. She passed away last week. Um, and I thought that was uh interesting because I'm sure her family is really proud because every picture of her had her with a big dick in <laughs> her hand. So it's like, rest in peace. <laughs> Cynthia Plastic has a big, big, giant, like six foot dick in her hand.
3: What did Grandma, what is this in the news about Grandma? Grandma? I, I thought she was, what? Why is she, Mom? Yeah. grandma has a giant peepee in her hand yeah. and one in her ass yeah. rest in peace yeah and she's the inspiration of one of my favorite kiss songs yeah, me too absolutely and then there was a video going around on twitter
1: it was uh gene backstage <laughs> with his son's girlfriend and it looked like he was just really being inappropriate <laughs> He just can't keep oh his it was appropriate oh my god dude just Dude, that's your son's girlfriend. Get your hands off of her. Stop. You can act like a man. Oh, God. Most definitely. (laughs) Uh, And then our good friend, Paul Stanley, having to get into the trending topic of Elon Musk buying Twitter and, of course, parroting what everybody said about $45 billion. You could have cured cancer or ended world hunger. He jumps in and says that. And, of course. The Kiss Tards were like, yeah, Paul. Other people like, Paul, shut up. It's not your business. It's not your money. I think
3: even Superfan wasn't happy about it.
1: He, Yeah, you're right. But again, but again, Zeus, you say it all the time. He knows that that is the number one trending story on Twitter. How can I get myself into that somehow? Yeah.
3: Yep. He likes to insert himself yep. into topics of the day. Yep. Oh, Paul Stanley of KISS weighed in. <laughs> Paul Stanley of KISS disagrees with Elon Musk. It's not artist Paul Stanley. No. It's not Soul Station frontman. It's KISS. Yep. So, you know, figure it out, Paul. Yep. Paul Stanley. And, uh, yeah, and they continue their
1: uh, their tour in South America playing the exact same songs. So yes. that, that's about it. Yep. Yeah. Same song, same, same set list. Pretty much the exact same thing. Just close your eyes and imagine the show you that you saw in frigging Boise, Idaho, three years ago. It's the same thing. Yeah. Not he, that we, I have anything against Boise, Idaho. I made a joke about some city before, and somebody got mad at me. So
3: Yeah, uh, and it's like, you know, there was that one little bit of hope that someone's like, what about this thing online I saw about March Madness Tournament, about songs we should play uh, on the end of the road? Oh, yeah. Well, the, who wants this? The fans have been asking for it. Fuck them. Fuck
1: them. <laughs> Let's play Say Yeah again. <laughs> Dude, literally nobody wants to hear it. Now, I, I will say I like that song more than you. I, I do like not. It.
3: What are you talking uh, about? I like it probably. I think I like it more than you. Really? Yeah. Oh, you just don't You just don't want to hear them play it. I just think they, they do modern day Delilah. Play a different song. I've heard this one. Anybody that's seen Kiss that hasn't seen them in the last four years is not a big enough fan. So play another song from them. Yeah everybody's heard it
1: i think you're i think you're right it's kind of like what you say about psycho circus i think he's trying to turn say yeah into a hit yeah yeah of course he is it's It's his song yeah um anyways that that's what's going on in the world of
3: kiss wow well you know uh well i'm gonna go get take a second covid test right now because i think i'm fucking bleeding from my out of his ass all right, I'm back. I just had a uh, Cynthia Caster's extended family just take a plaster
1: caster of me. So uh, we'll see what happens Ooh. with that.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
1: Can, Can we, we do? Use a- it as a paperweight on my desk at work. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can we do a top ten chicks you'd want to do a, a plaster caster of yourself? You mean just, so just be the ten hottest chicks? So oh. who's your who? Name me one on your list. That's easy. Everybody knows who my number one is. All right, give me. All right. So, Brittany, right? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Tom, why is there a, a sculpted penis on your desk? Oh, because uh, you're not going to believe this story. <laughs> yeah. So, you said he could make it happen, and Brittany came by the office and uh, oh. jerked me hard and got me a, a plastic cast.
1: I would probably make a deal with the devil to cut 10 years off my life if I could make that happen. <laughs>
3: I don't even know what to say about that. Dude, you sure your wife doesn't listen to this, right? She doesn't listen,
1: but she knows. I'd say this in
3: front of her. Oh. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> she knows. I would probably say I would go back in time oh. to the 60s to and have Eva have- Gardner do it while
2: she's taking a <laughs> shit on the hotel floor. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ava Gardner taking a while she's jerking because me off. She's doing the thing. Yeah, I'm sure. It's not working, honey. You got to get hard. Honey, you're like, Maybe <laughs> if you finish wiping, we might get more success. Honey, I can't get hard. I don't know what you wait. It smells like a fucking mule just took a shit. <laughs> oh, sorry, dear. It was a meatloaf grinder. Oh, oh,
1: I didn't know it was your turn.
3: Oh, my God. No. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I oh. think I would go back to the 60s and I would take Catwoman from oh, the yeah. in her prime in that suit and I'd yes. hold it, grabbing her ass the whole time, holding oh. it, just being like, how's uh, her name going? What, what's her role? Oh, Julie, Julie Newman. Ju-
1: that's a yes, yes.
3: I see with her the, walking with, around like with the
1: in, cat with the catwoman
3: coat. Oh, costume. absolutely. Yeah, okay, that's a good I one. I see her walking around now it's like an 80-year-old woman who's still in tip top shape. She looks like someone's grandmother, yeah. but her body's like, man, do I would I? I don't know.
2: I don't that's know. That's how
1: old we're getting. We're thinking that like an 80-year-old Julie Newmar is like, oh,
3: maybe. I don't know. I <laughs> I could close my eyes and Ah, smells like diapers and old farts. (laughs) Gardner must be around. (laughs) (laughs) Dropping deuces all over town. What's the matter with us? (laughs) I don't know. My goodness. Anyway, Tom, we're we're back onto one of our series. And we love these series that we do. And uh, this one is a um, continuation of album tracks. So we're up to number four. And because... May the 4th is coming up, Tom. Wow. Perfect timing. Let's do the fourth song on studio
1: albums in honor of May the 4th be with you, because we love Kiss. We love Star Wars, and they're the two
3: bitchiest fan bases out there. So what's better than that? And is there a bigger Kiss Star Wars nerd than Joey Casada?
1: Oh, he's the perfect combination of the two worlds colliding.
3: Shit, yep, we should have had him on for this, huh?
1: I oh, know, that's... Fuck him. Fuck him. Speaking of that, we were on his show.
3: Oh, that was a lot of fun.
1: Fantastic. You guys, check that out. We shared it on our social media. Top five worst Kiss songs. And there were no duplicates. So it was 15 different songs. We had I a think great every, time with that.
3: Yeah, I think everybody hates me. Uh, I, had <laughs> the mo- I had the unique songs. Everyone's like, dude, those songs aren't, those songs aren't bad. I just... Uh. It it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead.
1: It's amazing the different styles that people have, because I saw people chiming in with their picks. I'm like, I love all five of those songs you just picked.
3: Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, I, You know, it, it's just uh, certain things move you and certain things don't. I, yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. Me too. And uh, this, this coming up, this list may have been on that fucking list, too. This is a tough one, Tom.
1: Yeah, because the, the fourth spot on these uh, studio albums, It's sometimes where songs go to die. (laughs) I mean, there are. uh, Personally, personally speaking, there are some songs I legitimately love that fall into the fourth spot. But this is a weird. You know, in baseball, you put your cleanup hitter at four. Kiss didn't do that with their albums. I can tell you that. No.
3: And what we do, guys, is we rank our favorite of the songs number four. Technically, there are twenty-four. Yes, we include the solo albums. Yes. No, we do not include. Um, what box set discs box set like killers like double no. platinum smashes and all that shit. The and a kiss alive, too. We only do the studio albums plus the solo albums. Yep. Um, so what we're gonna do is each do a top 10 list. And uh, Tom, do you want to start or do you want me to? Uh, you why don't you kick it off? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go. And this is my list. And honestly, it's it's this was difficult. I'll be honest. It sounds like I may have liked the list more than you. Yeah, this is difficult. And I'm ranking wise. uh, This was tough. Okay. With number 10, I'm going to this. This. Of Animalize, get all you can take. Okay. Because what fucking difference does it make? Oh, jeez. I've always liked the song. It's a pretty good, fun song. It's heavy kiss when they try to be like a heavier sound. Yeah. Um, And to be honest with you, it doesn't have much competition.
1: So, yeah, Yeah, that's where I'm going. Definitely sounds like I'm a bigger fan of this roster of songs than you. Um, So, yeah, I mean, my the top of my list, I'm a huge fan of Um, the bottom half of my list. There's songs I don't mind like this one, my number 10. Of Asylum that is trial by fire. Lyrically, corny as shit. Yes. But it's a cool Gene 80s song. I like it. We've talked about it when we reviewed uh, Asylum. We talk about our underrated some of Gene's stuff is you know, the pickings were kind of slim to make a list out of 10, but uh, this is a song that I, I I don't I don't mind.
3: Yeah, Trial by Fire is a decent song. It's another one of those Water Boy, you can do it, Waterboy. <laughs> um, and this one has our buddy Bruce. With the songwriting credit, and I think he talked about it on episode 100, we were going through these albums, uh, going right. through his draft of Bruce Kulick songs. I think he went into a little bit of detail about Trial by Fire. I yeah. like the song. It's decent. Yeah. Um, there's no passion whatsoever one way or the other. I think it's decent. That's yeah. all.
1: That's it. That's why it's my number 10. Yep.
3: Yeah. Uh, number nine, Tom. Number nine is this. the ace cult call shock me
1: at number nine you just talked about how this roster of songs is not great and that's
3: nine never a big big fan of the song wow oh, i I, I can't i can't i like it the solo yeah. makes me love that part yeah. of it yep. but i can't get into put on your black leather like the chorus is stupid i, I and i like aces you know his vocal delivery is not bad Uh, And the come on and the guitar picks up. Oh, my God. That solo is awesome. I just again, it's kiss. It's as of this moment, as of this moment, I got a lot of fatigue with the song. Yeah, I think you're right.
1: I think even for me, I think maybe it might be a little bit overrated just because that solo is so outstanding that you kind of forget how dumb the song is.
3: Yeah. As far as songs go, the solo and the fact that it was the first and the fact that Paul announces it on Alive 2, gives mm-hmm. it a lot. I think Rocket Ride is much better than this. Um, and I mm. think he's got some other better songs on Dynasty. But, you know, there's there's some legendary status with this, and it comes, yeah. along with it comes fatigue. Yeah. At least for
1: Yeah, no, I got you. I hear you. Uh, number nine comes off Zeus's favorite album. Here we go.
2: Positions should
1: songs off of Unmasked that I think most fans can kind of tolerate or even really like and that is Naked City Uh, a Gene track I've always been a big fan of this I on record we did review Unmasked I love Unmasked Zeus absolutely fucking hates it Um, that's not true it is your least ranked Kiss album that we've reviewed is it no yeah I believe Monster monster, whatever same thing
3: yeah but it's still it's a Kiss album so it's better than fucking 99% of Sonny Poonie albums of course, he
1: ranked User Illusion 2 dead last on our latest ARC episode,
3: which Dude, his, is insane. His selections are Heat, Bad English, Poison, and what's the other one? Hailstorm, which we like. Which I you, actually like that. And yeah. Winger. Yeah. Okay.
1: It, it's like literally Stuart from Beavis Butthead.
3: <laughs> yeah. And we love Pooney. Don't get us wrong, but we have to get our shots when we can. Yeah. So Naked City. There we go. Yeah, Naked City is a great song, Tom. I'm I'm surprised you have it that low. Well, yeah. Uh, Number eight for me. Fatigue all around. Cold gin. This made your list. My goodness. Ugh. Oh, so you're surprised I even had it?
1: Yes. I, because Dude, I have just, you
3: seen the selection that I could?
1: The selection was invited. I was just going to say, I, but of all, I mean, there's 24 songs. I, we don't, I, I'm shocked that you had cold gin on there. I mean, I know we'll it's a classic. The, we'll go
3: through the list and see what my selection was. Of, of course. Cold Gin is, it is still a classic. It still kicks ass when you yep. hear it. You've got to be in the mood for it. There are times like, oh, Cold Gin, fucking fast forward. Yeah. And there are other times like, you know what? Fuck
2: yeah.
1: We were in the, I was in the car the other day with my son and uh, we had uh, the Boneyard cold gin? on. Yeah we, <laughs> yeah. we were drinking Cold Gin. Boneyard came on, uh, was on satellite radio and they played Cold Gin. Even Michael, who's, he's, he's only 18, He's like, ah song's overplayed
3: (laughs) i'm like jesus christ (laughs) almost human that song's overplayed in this household oh i love that song my
1: goodness i can't (laughs) wait whatever track number that is i can't wait till we get to that (laughs) eight Um, number eight comes off an album that everybody loves except for me uh but i do like this song a lot and here we go Off of Creatures, it's rock and roll hell. One of my favorite tracks off that album. Uh, very deep cut, but it's uh, it's got Gene doing some pretty cool things vocally. Uh, always been a f- big fan of that song. Always. Eh. Yeah, but you love that album and I don't. So I guess that's why one of so the things we differ on.
3: That's the uh, Brian Adams song. Yes. Written, yep. And mm-hmm. I still have it here on my desktop. I'm looking at it because I had uh, downloaded it from YouTube! YouTube! <laughs> fucking pissed i said that now i gotta fucking edit it in (laughs) you do fucking a um rock and roll hell from bto your favorite band
1: oh my goodness
3: fucking love that version
1: what a horrific band
3: (laughs) oh they got they got three good songs i know of now that uh you ain't seen nothing yet they have no good (laughs) baby what's the other one the big popular song Taking uh,
1: care of business. Oh, the oh.
3: Elvis theme. Taking care of business.
1: Dude, it's so bad. Oh, that's so bad.
3: But their version of Rock and Roll Hell, because the lyrics yeah. are all about rock and roll lifestyle, drugs, alcohol, booze, and mm-hmm. being a fucking shit bag. A lot different than jeans. I don't know. Hellscape underworld. Rock and Roll Hell. Yep. yep. I just like it. I just love those good depictions of being a fucking degenerate on the road.
1: Yeah, because when I think of rock and roll degenerates, I think of Bachman Turner
3: Overdrive. (laughs) And, their, ever, and and their piggish lifestyle as rock stars. Have you seen the video? Well, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. Never in my like, life. No. It looks like a bunch of wookies playing. <laughs> it's fucking insane, that, hilarious. Well, that's like like friggin ELO, another terrible band.
1: Oh. Jeff Lynn, he looks like Chewbacca for god's sake. Don't six. bring me
3: down. Oh, terrible band. Down, down, down. And then the the two keyboard guys in the background switching up oh. in the back. <laughs> so- Two of the worst bands to come I out of the seventies. I love that 70s. song. I oh, love that song. Brutal.
1: Don't bring me down. Evil woman.
3: <laughs> oh. I don't. I'm talking about. Don't bring me down. I this know. I know. Mr. The way, I know. Mister Blue
2: Sky.
1: By the way, by the way, I know Murph's. Listen, the only evil woman we talk about is that fantastic five star porno with Sandra Scream.
3: Ooh.
1: <sighs> God.
3: God damn.
1: Absolutely
2: yes. Shit. God like damn. That. Oh. Shit. Yes.
3: What do you got? Number seven. All right. Number seven. I'm going to go with there. the solo album paul stanley's wouldn't you like to know me i am blown away
1: right now because you're telling me how bad this list is but you have that at seven i'm nervous to see what the hell you have number one you
3: know me i always like to kind of emphasize something i have i've been kind of getting into and listening more yeah yeah the fatigue stuff goes towards the bottom of the list Mm -hmm. i got you all right all right uh number seven for
1: me The Catman makes an appearance on the list. Off of Dynasty, I'm going with Dirty Living. Yeah.
3: Dirty Sanchez.
1: Exactly. Love the Catman on this. Love Dynasty. Haven't reviewed it yet,
3: so I don't want to say too much about this song or the album. Song's great. Yes. You have a good one there, Tom. Indeed. Well, we're going to stay there, Tom, because we're going to this. No, that wasn't the same song. That was from his solo album. Baby, don't you let me down.
2: Don't you let me
3: down. It's like Melvin Franklin from The Temptations in that last part. Don't you let me down. (laughs) Great song. We haven't reviewed that album either. But Don't You Let Me Down by Peter Chris Solo. I like it. It's uh, It's. Again, not a kiss song, but uh, it's an interesting song. And when it comes on, I play it and I listen to it. Mm -hmm. Me, too. Me, too. Let's go for the Catman trifecta with a third
1: straight Catman selection. Here we go. Most unbelievable songs. If you wanted to showcase what Peter Chris can do on the drums, that is Getaway off of Dress to Kill. The song itself, pretty good song, but what Peter's doing on the drums in general on Dress to Kill and specifically on Getaway, fucking phenomenal. I've always been a big fan of this song.
0: Wow.
1: Yes. Yes.
3: Catman, baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay, number five to me is this <laughs> one of your least favorite albums only you oh my god almighty
1: the fact that you have this
3: ranked higher than wouldn't you like to know me is absurd i love this song it's a good song uh i like the back and forth until paul takes over a little bit but i, I like jeans it's like did it's like the Jean part's cool when paul jumps in and steals the mic yeah, I can't believe this is true. Real. I don't new, even know the fucking some, some New York guy walks off <laughs> the subway in the middle of this. <laughs> I can't believe this is true.
1: Oh my God. Wow. All right. Well, I'm going to go. My number five might be a little bit of a curveball here. Uh, here we go.
2: And I'm not too clean, but I know what I
1: like. If you know what I mean, what'll people say? Well, Mr. Can't you see? It don't mean
2: fit to me. Hot damn, blood above. Want a lot of woman with a lot of love. Well, damn, sin, but it's plain to see. It don't mean spin to me! <laughs> It's down on all forced. Let the What well, can't you see? It don't mean spit to me.
1: That's right. Most definitely <laughs>
2: spit,
1: baby, because it's revenge, and I love it. And it's Gene, revenge. It's always going to get my seal of approval. Love spit. The song is totally ridiculous. Paul, another song, Paul jumping and stealing the mic with ridiculous lyrics. Love it.
3: Yeah, it is uh it's a decent song. I again fucking back and forth. Yeah, we get songs get bonus points for that.
0: Yeah. Some, for me at least. Yep. Agreed. All right.
3: So uh number four to me, Tom. Boom. Duplicate. Ooh. Dirty living. Oh, okay. There you go.
1: Great song. That's like our it. first Reader. one. Yeah, that's our first duplicate. Yep all right here my top four was this was kind of easy for me so uh number four kind of a classic i prefer the live version a little bit better but i do like both so here we go
2: (laughs) What follows me is my way
1: off of rock and roll over and alive to ladies room. And you love this song. I, I, I'm shocked it advanced as far as it did in our March Madness tournament. I don't think it really deserved to do that, um, but I love the song and, and especially that live version It played a little bit faster, rock and roll version, a little bit slower, but both of them are great. Always love this gene tune.
3: It's a fun song. Yes. Yep. Speaking of fun, my number three, Tom, my number three, You definitely don't have. Hit it. I like, like it. it. I knew this was yeah, I, I th- th- actually thought this yeah. way. I love Back to the Stone Age. I think it's, it's not bad. Fucking Gene at his over the top indulgent like just stupid shit I fucking love it. I think yeah. it's catches all hell.
1: It's not bad for a pretty shitty album. This is kind of a standout track. Dun like, dun I agree dun, dun, dun. I like it. It's a good one. Yep. Uh, number three for me is a duplicate. Again, kind of like ladies' room. I love the studio version and the live version, and that
3: is Shock Me at number three for me. All right. Tom True. Right. Two- <laughs> Tom, number two for me is a duplicate. I have ladies' room at number two. Oh, wow. I you love it higher than me. I love that version on both rock and roll over, and I love that version on a live too. I think it's a lot of fun. <laughs> me in the ladies' room.
1: Yes. Love it. Every awesome. time it's the same. Yep. Uh, number two for me, also a duplicate. That is, wouldn't you like to know me?
3: I would. Wow. Yes. All right,
1: Tom. I'm, I'm anxious to see. It looks like we're going to have two number ones because you ain't having mine as, as your number one.
3: No. Uh, number one is a duplicate. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Number one. And I think this one stood out for me the most as, yeah, this is number one. Naked City. Not even. Wow. Close. Okay. Yeah. It's a wow. great song by Gene.
1: Great. Interesting. Okay. I, I knew you liked that. I didn't think you liked it that that much. Wow. Uh, number one for me was easy. When I saw this list, when, we, when I compiled the list of the song, I was like, yes, I'm glad this is a number four track because it's probably my favorite track off the album. The studio version is great. The live version, which you can hear and see on video with different vocals, is this. Yes, Gene absolutely ripping it up on the on the album and Eric Carr ripping it up in oh. college. That's young and wasted. Absolutely love this song. Such a borderline metal hard rock track for Kiss on Lick It Up. Love it. This is an easy number one for me. And oh. Zeus is making a face right here, which I can't believe it.
2: Ugh.
3: Um, I get it. I know you like the song. I didn't think you'd have it number one. Love it. I, yep. I thought you definitely would go
1: shock me. Really, shock me was shock me was fell at number three for me, but yeah. again, it's it, when you're making these lists, it's always like the mood that you're in, yeah, you know, exactly. fatigue. It's 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 weird, you know, because tomorrow I could be like, wow, I can't believe I had shock me number three, but yeah, I love young and wasted, and like, and again, it's a song you never hear, it's not really available anywhere except nope. look it up, you know, and
3: Eyes Live, that's right, yep, yep. I like to give a couple honorable mentions, I'll give two, is that yep. okay? I got I, I got a few also, yep, yeah, so I would say hotter than hell ew one yuck. of the versions sometimes i really like it whether it's live or regular a lot, uh,
1: the live version is awesome
3: number 2 tunnel of love i'm not going to
1: argue with that it's a pretty it's a pretty fun song
3: because that guitar solo is awesome
1: right it's a pretty fun song yep yep i like that solo a lot yeah um yeah so my uh, honorable mentions <clears throat> are into the void off of yeah. psycho circus, just because it's an ace song, it's a song to stand out track on a kind of a crappy album. You look like you're going to say something about that song. No, no. <laughs> I was going to say crappy album. You
3: fucking hate that album.
1: Uh, well, it's no, the thing about that album is the songs that are good. I absolutely love. And the rest of the song is complete trash. It's the most up and down album, probably in their entire catalog. Um, because as bad as Monster is, there's nothing I love on Monster. There's, <laughs> there's a few things, I, a few thong, songs I barely like. Um, and then my other uh, honorable mention is actually "Back to the Stone Age." I think it's a really fun song. It's off of Monster, nice. which is which is a crap album, but that's a standout track. It's fun, stupid Gene demon. So I like that. "Back to the Stone Age." Yep. Yeah,
3: that's a fun song. So I was interested in this list, Tom. I think go this is by it. far the worst list of songs from song one, two, three, and four. The fours are the worst. So let's look, go down the list. Song. Okay. okay? So from the first debut album, you're going Cold Gin, Hotter Than Hell, Getaway, Great Expectation, Ladies Room, Shock Me, Don't You Let Me Down, Wouldn't You Like to Know Me, Tunnel of Love, Ozone, Dirty Living, Naked City, Only You, Rock and Roll Hell. Young and Wasted, Get All You Can Take, Trial by Fire, No, 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 Prisoner of Love, Spit, Childhood's End, Into the Void, Yes, I Know Nobody's Perfect, and Back to the Stone Ages. 24 songs. Does something immediately stand out for you? So, what stood out for me, actually, when I was
1: putting this list together, I was like, wow, like this is a list that, like, people like us, like diehard Kiss fans, this is not. I mean, this is like pretty, this is all deep cuts, except for cold gin and hotter than hell. It yeah. made me shock me. The, the yeah. rest of this is like, holy shit. Like, like, like I said, it's like the place where like songs go to die. You, you know, know why?
3: I mean? Do you know why? And do you know what sticks out? Go ahead. Okay.
1: I, I know. 20, I think I know what you're going to say. 24 songs.
3: Paul is only on two fucking songs. Hotter than hell and get all you can take. Right. So that means that number four is usually not going to be a single or their best hit song. It's where other people put their songs on. And if you look at it, there's not really a single in here at all.
1: No. And of course we're not talking about Paul's solo album because everything on Paul's solo album is Paul's music. So we're we're talking about the
3: solo albums I'm talking about, right. The studio tracks, right. Right. With the exception of shock me in cold gin and hotter than hell from the beginning albums nothing really is there is a soul is a,
1: is a single. The only thing I can think of for this too, that's an excellent observation too, by the way, there's out of 24 songs, only two of them are, well, you know, with the exception of the Paul solo album is that most of these, with the exception of like, you know, monster and psycho circus and Sonic boom, whatever. The, a lot of this came out in the cassette and vinyl era. Yeah. And the, the fourth track is is at the end of side one or it's so the second to last. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's at the, it's, a, it's usually cause a lot of their albums have 10 or so songs. So the fourth song is going to be near the end of side, one of the cassette or side, one of the vinyl. So it, it, it's where the term deep cut comes from. When, if you, if you listen to it, it's because it came, comes from the vinyl where it's a deep cut. Cause it's deep on the record or deep on the cassette. So I think that's why a lot of these are buried in there like that.
3: Yeah. It's just, none of them are really singles. No. The only thing I can look at is Hotter Than Hell, Cold Gin, and, I don't know, Naked City a little. Yeah. A little.
2: I mean, Shock um, Me is a stand-up, shocked but, shocked, me,
3: but, but that
1: became a stand-up because of Alive, too, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, and Ladies Room, same thing. Like, yeah. Um, but, I mean, but, you look at a, you look at an album that we love. We love Hot in the Shade. You hate Prisoner of Love. I think it's a fun song. That's the fourth song out of 15. That song like, sucks.
3: <laughs>
1: it
2: just <Yeah>. sucks. <laughs>
3: I mean yes I know nobody's perfect great expectations yeah I mean no 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 these songs are not what you would call fucking favorites no it, it, it and I, and it, it
1: was so interesting because it stood out it was so obviously bad and when I mean bad I mean we've done 1 2 and 3 obviously this is 4 when I was putting this list together, I said the same thing. I was like, yikes. This is a you have to be a real friggin kiss to Now, do we like these songs? Absolutely. Yeah. are there songs here that I'm going to skip. Probably not that many because I like them. They're deep cuts. The songs you don't hear a lot, which is why we do this. And another reason why we do this, we say this all the time. Every time we do like a kind of a weird top 10 or something like this, I love these kinds of episodes because a. It's back to basics, talking about the music in the band. In okay. The we're, not talk, yeah. we're not talking about Paul Stanley being an idiot on a radio interview, which we love doing that. But this is back to basics, talking music. And we're talking music in the context of every album. It's not an album review. So we're oh. talking about Unmasked and Harder Than Hell and Revenge all at once. I love it. Um, but this list, whew, I'm not saying I wouldn't make. I, I mean, I'd, would I make a
3: playlist out of these? Yeah. I don't know how much I'd like it. But especially going in from the 80s and stuff, Tom. Rock and roll hell, young and wasted, get all you can take, trial by fire, no, no, no. Prisoner of Love, Spit, Childhood's End, Into the Void. Yes, I know, nobody's perfect. Back to the Stone Age. I don't know if you could name 50 songs, anybody would take this as a top 50 songs from that era. Just that era that I started with rock and roll hell. I don't know if any of those songs would be a top 50 song.
1: That's the that's a great point. 24 songs. T- you split this list in half, the first 12 from the debut album up to Unmasked, that bottom 12, those bottom 12 songs, again you gotta be a diehard, I mean like you said, Trial by Fire, No 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 Prisoner of Love, Spit and Childhood's End that's a, that, again do I like them? Yes
3: but, yikes yes I know, like I'm telling you you yeah. said song 1 through 50 took all the songs from that era and everybody ranked them no, I don't like any of these songs are making the top 50, no
1: no, no, I I agree. I agree. But again, okay. there are people. There are people that love spit. There are people that love no, 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 and prisoner of love, and into the void, and all this stuff. I mean, I'm going to be interested to see what people think of this. What their top ten would list would be, or their top five. You know,
3: and what I was going to say is, do we do a poll based on kiss tards, or do we do ours? Because if we're doing a kiss tard poll, you know what it's going to be. I can tell you three are right off the top. Cold Gin, harder than hell, shock me.
1: No, we're not doing. No, that's not going to be part of the poll,
3: right? Because that's what exactly what they're going to be. And then maybe Ladies' Room is the fourth. Well, our top
1: two each would the, if that, that could be a that could be the poll right there. Naked City, Ladies' Room. Wouldn't you like to know me, young and wasted? Those are our top four. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a good mix because you have classic rock and roll over unmasked Paul Solo, lick it up era.
3: I think that's a good pick. Like again, do we need another? 500,000 fucking polls every fucking day. No. Hey, do you like Kiss? Here's a yeah. poll. Right. Yeah. Oh. So episode-related song number four on Kiss albums. Let's go with that one, Tom. Yep. I agree. I agree. Yep. All right, buddy. What we do next is we go to question of the week.
1: And our question of the week is sponsored by a company where our good friend, listener, and Patreon member, Joe Decker, is involved with, and that is Fusion Tech. This week's question of the week is brought to you by Fusion Tech Data and Electric. Fusion Tech is a recognized communications contractor specializing in the construction, splicing, testing, and documentation of all types of fiber optic networks. Along with that, Fusion Tech Electric can service all of your electrical construction needs, commercial, industrial, and utility, as well as electrical substation work and all UPS and DC power plant installation. Fusion Tech currently operates throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as New Jersey and the tri-state area, providing union labor with IBEW Local 3 in New York City and IBEW Local 164 and Local 102 in New Jersey. For more information about Fusion Tech, visit their website at fusiontech-llc.com or call them at 973-650-1357.
3: Yeah, Fusion Tech.
1: (laughs) What do we got? Our question of the week comes from another Patreon, our good friend Mike H. And the question is kind of tongue in cheek, but I think it brings up kind of an interesting kind of discussion that you could have. Do you think that in 20 years or more, old folks homes or whatever they're called will have kiss cover bands performing in the main dining area after the four o'clock dinner? Now, the question itself, yes, he's joking, but I think the context of it is when me and you are old and freaking if we're living in a retirement home or something, are people going to be like listening? to? Like, is Kiss going to be a thing?
3: Yes, because I was in, um, I forget where it was. Oh, when Natalia had her music performing at that old folks home, there was music being played there that was, like rock music, normal. I think it was like a Letty Kravitz song okay. in there. Uh, the other day I was at somewhere at, at the courthouse, and I think it was I don't know what room I was in, and they were playing um Interstate Love Song. Okay. STP. Okay. Yeah, I mean, are they you think they're gonna be still playing Glenn Miller in old folks' homes in you know 30 years? No, no one even knows them by then. Right, right. And that's and that's the point. I think
1: everybody's view of an old hope folks home is what you see in TV and movies where it's just that the classical Lawrence Welk big band Glenn Miller stuff. But you're right. I mean, are they going to be playing friggin unholy over the loudspeakers <laughs> and Shady Pines retirement home? Probably not. But they, they, I think you're right. I think this genre of music now, whether or not are they specifically going to have kiss cover bands? Shit, I hope so. If I'm ever living in a retirement
3: home, you know. Yeah, I think that they could. I think people would get a kick out of it. And, you know, they're going to do a Kiss cover band. They'll do rock and roll night. But they're not going to do fucking let's hit the highway doing 69 in an old folks home. They might. Some of those
1: old folks I mean, they're popping those Viagra up like crazy. Maybe just banging each other. Jesus. Dropping deuces and shit. Well, they're doing that anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Mike H., we love you, buddy. Great meeting you and chatting with you on our uh, Zoom call. And thank you for the question. week. love it. And thanks, Joe Decker. And yeah, Fusion Tech. Absolutely. Tom, where can people find us? Check out our awesome new website, please. That's your one-stop shopping for all things Shout It Out Loudcast. It is shoutoutloudcast.com. You can check out all of our episodes, all of our rankings, everything. It's there. You can communicate with us through there. There's a, you can contact us directly, and it goes to our email, which speaking of is shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. Please email us. We read them all. Sometimes we respond to the emails in writing, or we respond to them when we read them on the show, but we do not ignore your emails. Please know that. Um, so please continue to reach out to us, comments, questions, feedback, everything. And of course, our social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're on all of them. We love the interaction. You guys tagging us in pictures. If you go into a concert or if you pick up some cool piece of kiss merch, or if you find something in your freaking attic, our buddy Scott Rifen on Twitter was finding a bunch of old shit and taking pictures and tagging us. <laughs> we love that kind of stuff. It's fun. So please do that. And uh, of course, as we mentioned earlier, our wonderful Patreon family, you guys are the best and our newest Patreon Vidal demon tear thank you buddy so much and everybody else get those arc picks in if you haven't yet the poll's going to be put out soon so we can find out what we're doing for the month of may so please do that and if you want to be part of that join our patreon you can go to the website or download the app and search for us and of course we're part of the wonderful pantheon podcast network of shows and check them out tons of our friends are on there look for us if you want more information. We're there. And if you're looking for some kick-ass Shout It Out Loudcast gear, including one of those awesome T-shirts, go to our website, click on
3: the merch link right there. Boom, you can get yourself a nice shirt. Yeah, the merch is right there, right on the awesome new website, which I love to promote because the thing kicks ass. Don't forget to use our Amazon part of it, too. That's right. Yep. On our website, we have rankings. We have episodes. We have everything you can imagine about Shout It Out Loudcast. We have even photos of our handsome friends and their podcasts. Go to our website, check it out, and uh, let us know what you think. We really appreciate it. In addition to that, we always ask that you give us DMs on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or send us something from the website. Um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. YouTube. Uh, that's number three for us, Tom. So I'm happy I get to do that again. YouTube is really taking off, we get a lot of comments now. And a lot of people watching, so please subscribe to our YouTube channel, whether you listen to us on podcasts or YouTube, either way. And then please give us one of those five-star child reviews. People can give us those on places like, obviously, Apple uh, Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Podchaser.com, Good Pods. Uh, anywhere you can leave a review, give us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. Helps us move us up the food chain and get out to the masses. It's a big help to us. And uh, I always like to repeat the email. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And, Tom, before we do uh, famous last words, I do once again want to thank all our uh, shout it out loudcasters out there and our family that has made this an amazing week despite my covid here um the the feedback on the paul stanley versus radio chick has been out of this world the uh actually the feedback's only a day old and the guns and roses arc episode has been amazing mm-hmm. and uh just overall you guys have you know just from having the pantheon demon tear social beer drink that we did the other night um it's it, you know, seeing Buddy Casada the other day, it's it, it, hanging out with Tom and going to see fucking Jerry Cantrell, uh, going up and seeing our buddy Jericho and Fozzie and recording with him and PJ, who I saw for the second time in a row. It couldn't be any nicer. Um, it's just been a lot lately. And we really just want to make sure you guys understand how much we appreciate all that you do for us. And we really can't be doing this without you. It's a family and it's you guys that are putting us to any place that we go to. It's because of you guys. So thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The month of April has been off the rails with kind of excitement and activity. There's more to come uh, and we can't thank you guys enough. Again, we say this all the time. The show exists because of you. I mean, yeah, we love doing the show. We have a ton of fun doing it, but. You know, you guys are, are keeping it going with your comments, your retweets, your sharing, your emails, your, all this kind of stuff. You guys are part of it. And uh, we, we can't stress that enough. You
3: are part of the show. The other part is that we're so exhausted because you'll see and we'll try to let you guys know we're going to be on a bunch of more podcasts, helping out, jumping in and doing stuff. And we'll let you know when we release them. We were just on Joey's Top Five with Joey Casada, where we talked about our five worst kiss songs. Find that online. And uh, you'll you'll see us around. We'll let you guys know. It's just been
1: a lot. That's why Zeus has COVID now.
3: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank you. Well, Tom, you got any famous last words for us?
1: Of course. You've been branded by the iron. You've been cut by the knife. There's a monkey on your back running up and down your spine. Up and down your spine.
3: Okay, (laughs) all right, okay, okay, get down, fool around, think of all the dues, you're paying, oh yeah, stand your ground, wise up, can't you hear me saying, you (sighs) gotta get all you can
1: take, that's a big meh song for me, I'm sorry, but that's okay,
3: (laughs) it's okay. Uh, Tom, thank you. Loudcasters, we can't thank you enough. Okay, Kiss Army, thank you.
1: You guys are the best. Thank you, everybody. Loudcasters, Patreon, everybody. You guys rocked. Zeus, as always. Thank you. And get well, get healthy. Peace out,
3: Girl Scout. I am not what you would call a handsome man. The good Lord chose not to bless me
1: with With charm, athletic ability, or a fully functional brain.
0: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.